Marvel superheroes invading Disneyland, a brand new Resident Evil Retribution trailer, Ninja Turtles pushed to 2014, and fictitious characters we would bang. Coming up on Geekscape, sing the theme song. Geekscape? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, guys, welcome to a brand new Geekscape mini-pod. Uh, I'm here with a special guest who, if you've been listening to Geekscape over the last six years, you'll recognize that voice. Say hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. That's You're not going to recognize what? me because I haven't been on a show in forever, so most people... Have you been on Geekscape since you've been my wife? No. Really? We did the announcement. We did the podcast announcement. That we were going audio, right? That we were going audio. And here we together. are. Um, but I don't, I have not been on the show. I don't think I've been on the show in a super long time. Well, here she is. She's going to be helping me with the mini pod. No so idea. Why we're going to be breaking down some news for you guys. Um, I was going to do a Geekscape with Ian Kerner talking Prometheus, but it just got so late in the week that I said, you know what? This is old news. Everyone who wanted to talk about Prometheus has talked about Prometheus. There's been a million articles written about Prometheus. And I think it's pretty unanimous. If you enjoyed Prometheus, it's because you ignored just how dumb some of the characters in the writing is in that movie, <laughs> and it, which I did. I did. And if you hated Prometheus, it's because you definitely obsessed over just how stupid and dumb the characters and some of the writing was in that movie. So you just had to be like in the middle of the road. You yeah, couldn't... you just had to see the movie they wanted you to see. Not the one in which the botanist tries to pet the thing acting like a cobra snake, like a puppy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or not the botanist, he was like the biologist. So a lot, of, a lot of stupid stuff in Prometheus, but I, 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 I was just like, welcome back, the Ridley Scott we like. Um, let's talk, where should we start? I guess uh, let's start with... At the beginning. Well, let's start with this Resident Evil Retribution trailer that we have up on Geekscape.net. Um, okay. All the news stories we're going to be talking about are from the website. So check out geekscape.net and um, for sure uh, visit us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Geekscape. We're there. All right, so Resident Evil Retribution. I don't even know what number this is, but I, we just saw the trailer that's up on the site. And I said, Laura, don't you want to go see that with me? And you said, I've, I've never, I haven't seen any of them. And I, and I thought that was wrong. I have, yeah, I haven't seen any of um, the, the Alice shows. Um, no, I am a, um, I watch Underworld. I watch the other hot woman in shiny black unitard. And my question is, like, what the hell's the difference? They're it, totally not okay. the same. Because, I mean, beyond, beyond vampires and werewolves versus zombies, what's the, in like little mo- zombie monsters, what's the difference, really? Well, I think Resident Evil's got that huge giant umbrella corporation. He's trying to, like, wipe out humanity, and Underworld is just infighting between lichens and vampires like so the romeo and juliet type thing started it off but now it's like yeah now it's become resident evil because it was a corporation in this last resident evil remember no no in the last underworld yeah they did bring in like but i don't know i mean this this whole uh infection thing with um mila she's adorable i love her but um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll watch them. I'll Netflix them and try to get into it. I watched because I think one she's awesome. And it was and ridiculous. I watch her kill stuff, and I like infecting. Well, what were you saying about the plot things. of this movie? Let's say let's say it's the end of the world. There's okay, yeah. So looking at the trailer, like I just don't know. At one point, I mean, I, like I don't know how many movies there have been, but like, what point does Alice just go? 
fuck it and just kill herself. Like, really? Every goddamn, every time she turns a corner, she's got to save fucking humanity again. And I just really, I'm not sure at this point what's left to save if it consists of the bald dude with creative shaving and Michelle Rodriguez, who I hate. (laughs) So if they're going to save humanity, who else gets, I mean, who else is in their little crew of uninfected? They, they, They just might not be worth it. And really, if that's a looking, if that's the like the DNA pool that we're going to repopulate the world with, uh, it's not a world I want to be in. So you just let's just take a bullet, <laughs> just take a bullet, Mila, and let it go. It's I don't know what's worth. Let's just it's you know, it's evolution. We we can't be here forever. Maybe it's our time. Let so, it go. So Resident Evil Retribution that trailer's up on the website. Uh, here's some news for you Ninja Turtle fans, me being one of them. Mm-hmm. The Michael Bay version has been pushed to 2014. That's a news story that's up on the website. Sure, whatever makes the movie better. Let's hope that that is a choice that made <laughs> the movie better. Not like uh, not, not like G.I. Joe when they realized that they killed the star of the movie within the first 15 minutes. And in that time, he became a huge star, Channing Tatum. And they were like, oops, guess we can't kill him. And now they have to reshoot a lot of the, you know, some of the movie in order to make it work. Um... Here's some news that I didn't write down, but is up on the site, and it's been kind of conversation this week. Game of Thrones, this last season. So I don't know if you know this or not, sweetie, but the, you know the heads on spikes. I and mean, I don't want to spoil Game of Thrones for anybody. Yes. But one of the heads on the spikes looks like was George W. Bush. Was or looks like? No, no, it was a George W. Bush mask or like fake head. Sure. That the production. Had around, and they just... Claimed that they had around, and they were like, okay, we just need heads for these things. Let's throw that one on a spike. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, but of course, they had to issue that apology, because of course you got to issue an apology for something like that when that gets out, and just be like, well, we weren't meaning that as a well, statement, I guess, and this I and mean, that. it is the President of the United States. Yeah, who, who, at what and level do you say we shouldn't put that head on a stake? Well, you not know... Not that we're George W. Bush fans, but like, what level do you have to show some respect and not put a head on a stake? Well, I think you don't make a fucking rubber mask out of the president's head, first of all. Really? But then you don't have, like, all those... Then you, then you don't have a Genesis video. Ha ha. Those <laughs> weren't masks. Those were really awesome puppets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> land of Confusion. Right. You don't have Check the, it the out, Genesis Land kids, of Confusion video. You don't even know video. what the hell we're talking um, about. The Genesis Land of the Confusion video had the best Reagan heads oh. ever. But this isn't what that is. Those were obvious exaggerations. Did, this I is don't... literally George W. Bush's head... On a stake. At what point did, is that not proper? Okay, my question is John Carpenter, did he issue a, a, an apology to William Shatner? For he, making him Michael Myers? Yeah. No, but uh, but uh, Michael Myers also lived. <laughs> well, Michael Myers... No, but, but, but it's he not, depicted it, a really awful, evil but, incarnate. But was that obviously William Shatner's head? Was Michael Myers obviously William Shatner? <laughs> no, I, I think, I think trivia-wise, you've got to know the trivia to know that the Michael Myers mask was derived from a William Shatner mask. But, okay. But this was George W. Bush's head. But you know what? You wouldn't even know. It, you Here's wouldn't have noticed. You wouldn't have like, it, except they said it on like a, like the commentary or something. Oh, see, that was stupid. That was just dumb. They totally outed themselves. So you, you should apologize for being dumb. That's it. Yeah. But it's still a great... But, but it's somewhere little King Joffrey killed... George W. Bush. That, 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 that's, that's canon. That that's canon. Um, okay, speaking of, speaking of versus, real versus fictitious, all right? I'm going to need you for this one. I, I know. I, I know I, Rufus is making it. Rufus mess. is being really bad right now, guys. It's fine. 
I can't hear it. Rufus? He Rufus, stop. His head. Okay, there oh, he goes. He, he got what he go. wanted. He's All shoulder right. deep in his Guys, that's box. what happens when you record a podcast in your house. Every now and then, the kids act up. Okay, <laughs> okay fictitious characters. This is the, we have two articles up on the website right now. We asked the Geekscape writers to all go in. Fictitious characters we would want to bang. Now, we've seen a lot of weird stuff. I jokingly said Gambit from the X-Men because I just think he's a shithead. Gambit's probably my least favorite X-Man. I think he's like a generic or derivative of Wolverine. Um, in, in a pool of tons of generic derivatives of Wolverine. And um, so I said Gambit because he's just a shithead. But uh, my honest answer was the Cuckoos, which are the three psychic twins. The, the, that would be triplets. The, yeah, the triplets. The, the, the three psychic triplets who are part of the x-men universe and i was like okay they're all hot you could have a foursome and it's psychic so they could probably manipulate you in ways that beyond just the physical i'm learning so many things about my husband yeah but it's right on now. an it's on an email thread so like we're all just trying to top each other as part of like being stupid and of course ben dunn or somebody oh. said like mystique because he could be she could be any woman and you know you get that or man you get that or a man in ben's case done so so uh so what or would you farm say? animal well what would you say fictitious characters you would want to bang i i think molly mahan uh said gaston from uh beauty and the beast <laughs> I was so, like, so, uh, so what do you think? Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Well, Gaston made me think of Les Mis, which made me think of Jean Valjean, which I would because he's such a man. Okay. But um, since I was a small girl, I've had a tremendous crush. I wasn't, when I crushed on this fictitious character, I was not of the age where I was thinking of banging. <laughs> per se but you just knew you wanted to be with them yes with and kissy 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 with a, a cartoon oh, no. with the tarzan cartoon that was on saturday mornings but that's a little but like that, black not, star not disney's tarzan, no. but it looked like black star it looked like, looked like black star it looked like he-man um well dark hair uh-huh. he had dark hair you know he was a drawing <laughs> he was a one-dimensional cartoon it was like a hannah Barbera or something like that something saturday morning cartoon tan Dark hair. Um, and then there's, um, who's that other cartoon guy I like? Uh, Turok? Yeah, Turok. I love Turok. The, the, the dinosaur hunter. <laughs> dinosaur hunter, he's hot. <laughs> you like Turok. Um, All right. So I'm going to go honest. I'm not going to try to top anyone. I'm right. going to say when I was, you know, I had, you know, I, I currently. Before I, there was a down there, you had feelings down there. You know, and right now, babe, I only have eyes for you, so it's hard for me to to play right. pretend and get out of my head. And you know, now, I did have a dream oh, yeah. that uh, w- that I uh, had sex with Bill Nighy from Underworld. From the Underworld, <laughs> but he and he's the older guy. Yeah, he might have been a vampire when I had sex with him. <laughs> I think that counts. I totally, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Think no, Bill Nighy in the in the Underworld movies yeah, on a conscious level, like when you're conscious, not dreaming, is he hot? Is Bill Nighy, is there something hot about Bill Nighy? Totally, yeah. There's definitely something hot about Bill Nighy. <laughs> really? It's, it's weird, I know. <laughs> it's not weird. There this will is, be this, girls, this that, I hope there are girls that listen to this that yeah, yeah. back me up on that. There's um, just some weird, hot things. Because he's, he's dignified, too. He's an old, dignified vampire. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think what's hard is like when you, when you have a thread like this, people will be able to already, because of movies, pick... A fictitious, 
fictitious person that they've seen somebody already play. Right. So, like, they're like, oh, you know, I'd bang Storm, but they're really thinking that it's Halle Berry or whatever. Right. Um, so I think if it's truly something that's never been, like, like someone you've never seen before, like Jean Valjean never I've been, seen but never been in a play, a and movie. I've already seen him as a human, and I think that guy's kind of kind of hot in a way anyways. Um, but someone who's never had a human play them, I think it's harder to... Um, that's the that's the truly honest. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Who? <laughs> and then, then the, the thread just got into this weird anthropomorphizing of like ponies and shit like that. Yeah. And, you know the brony contingent always makes it weird. Uh, so guys, let's talk real quick about a movie review that's up on the site that I think you guys should watch. It's very. It, this movie that came out of Sundance. It was like the number one movie over at Sundance. Well, I think it won the narrative award. Um, it's called Beasts of the Southern Wild. I got a chance to watch it with Scott, who wrote the review up on the website. And um, Fox Searchlight's putting this out in a couple weeks. Uh, well, let me see. There's not a release date on any of the publication that they gave us. But honestly, you may really dislike this movie. It's about a little girl named Hush Puppy who lives with her father below the levee in Louisiana on a little island called the the bathtub and this is easily one of those strips of land that could easily get wiped away by a big storm especially something like Katrina and the movie is sort of a fable hero's journey about just strength of will and they cast this little girl she's probably six years old they cast her as a lead in this movie and she's so awesome to watch it's worth watching a movie that you may not like I mean it was equal parts French New Wave and Spike Jones's uh, Where the Wild Things Are. And so that's how I describe it. I, I described it as uh, 400 Blows meets Where the Wild Things Are, which you're like, wait, you're scratching your head being like, huh? huh? But watch it. It's just an interesting movie. Uh, and narratively, you don't really know where it's going. It's just kind of cool watching this world in this swamp on this island with wild animals and this little girl living in this crazy society of recluses and they have to kind of overcome a storm. And, you know, they're holdouts. So, like, in a disastrous situation like Katrina or something, like, who wants to stay? There are always people who stay. You know what I mean? You're like, wait, how did that person drown? Oh, they wouldn't leave their home. Mm-hmm. But there's always holdouts. And that was something that fascinated this director. And um, his name is uh, I don't, Ben Zaitlin. I think I pronounced that right. And I think this movie is worth checking out, especially if you love art house films. Uh, and that's Beasts of the Southern Wild. There's a better review up on the website. Scott wrote it. He's more eloquent than me. Saw a poster for it today at the Lemley. Yeah, it's. It, I I was pretty moved by the visuals in that movie and the, and the narrative of it. And Scott and I walked out, and he goes, "I loved it. Don't know necessarily what it was about, but that's kind of the theme of it. it it's about you know exploring what's inside of you, and um, it was cool. It was it, it was a really great movie. So Je- jelly check it beans out. are inside of me. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna get to food, but. Uh, when I have two quick game reviews for you guys, I played these both on my 3DS. Lego Batman 2. I don't know what it is about the Lego series. I think these games were pretty fun. Lego Batman 2 is no uh, ex- exclusion to that rule. Um, and it, it, No exception. Thank you, sweetie. You the it. best part of me is my wife. Uh, <laughs> my smart part. So Lego Batman 2, I think it's out now for the, for the 3DS or for other systems. Or if not, it comes out in July. If you love the Batman, if you love the Lego stuff, it, this one you get to play as Robin, Batman, Superman. You get to fight the rogues from both of them. That I recommend the game, especially if you like the Lego games. The one I don't recommend is, and I only played it on the 3DS, 
the Amazing Spider-Man game. On the 3DS, the controls were loose. It was boring. It not, felt it was empty. Boring. I was I not was into this game. I was watching you play that, and I was bored. Oh, and, and here's the thing. Beanox is saying that they want to make it a Spider-Man game. These are the, the console one. They say it's going to be open world like Spider-Man 2, which everybody says that they want. They've got a evasive, evasive maneuver, kind of dodging counter uh, move that's kind of like um, Arkham City, Arkham Asylum. And... You know what? I always get a little skeptical when a game designer comes out and says, hey, we've got this new game. We're going to use the take from this successful game. So taking something like Tomb Raider and saying, hey, we're going to revamp Tomb Raider and make it like Uncharted, immediately I'm like, okay, so it's not going to be fresh. And here Beanox is talking about remaking a Spider-Man game and making it like the Spider-Man 2 open world game you guys liked mixed with Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. And it's like, dude... I'm sorry, but I think the cure to a Spider-Man game is let's fix this from the ground up because that's a franchise that's been broken in video games for a long time. You know uh, what it sounds like to me? What? That sounds like making tea in Professor Layton. Yeah, when you, you have to mix the different you teas. You can't just make, make, put them all together and make them taste good. No. Well, it takes yeah. skill. It takes skill. You have to, you have to actually... you got to li- make a new tea. You have to make a fresh tea. Not that you don't listen to your audience and what they like or don't like, but then you have to re interpret that for something that actually makes sense and isn't boring so i'm i'm i say go with trepidation as far as the amazing spider-man console game goes totally skip it for the 3ds but while we're talking about marvel there's a last story up on the website scott uh put up or sean put up the story that uh disney is really trying i guess california adventure isn't doing very well uh, we haven't oh, been there why? in a year just, or two. They just opened Little Mermaid and Cars. <laughs> Little Mermaid and Cars. You're like further away from your mic than you were. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Little Mermaid and Cars Town just opened this weekend. But with but, the success oh. of the Avengers, with the success oh. of the Avengers, yeah, nobody even saw the last Cars. Little movie. Mermaid, are you kidding? How old is that? Who cares? Well, here's what I'm getting at. They want to add Marvel and Avengers stuff to, like, they want to open like a Stark Expo in Disney California Adventure. <laughs> Which awesome. is great. They can't do it in Orlando, though, because of the exclusivity with Universal Studios in Orlando, Islands of Adventure. Which That's is, the weirdest thing. Well, well, remember, even though Disney bought Marvel, in the Universal you know, theme parks, they still own the Marvel right. license. That's crazy. Even though Disney, you know, have their giant theme parks. And, wow. And this was an issue when Marvel bought Disney, or Disney bought Marvel, and everybody <laughs> was like, what's going on? And, you know, how's this going to affect the Universal theme parks? And Universal has to rock a very thin line, a very fine line with the license of the Marvel license. They can't abuse them. They can't do certain things. And if they break any of those, they it's, an, it's like they the immediately park. lose it to Disney, which if you're running theme parks, you don't want to lose that. No. Um, and so... But they could do it in uh, they can do it in Anaheim. They just can't do it in Orlando. They can't do it in Orlando because that's literally a Marvel theme park. In, in in Anaheim, they can do it because they're just integrating into California well, I think, Adventure. I think they should do it in Anaheim because then it'll it's it, it's a draw for Anaheim because you'll won't you won't be able to see it in Orlando. I agree. Or anywhere else, that could be kind of cool. So while we're on that subject, I wanted to uh, share with my wife something that I found. Uh, over oh, at Universal. Okay, which one do you want? Is, do you have the kids menu there? Yeah, I have the kids menu. Go I figure. Think. Okay, so so this is something I learned about just a couple of weeks ago, like a week or two ago. I found these two menus for a restaurant that was kind of like the Marvel equivalent of um, kind of like the Marvel equivalent of Planet Hollywood. 
it was like a superhero, Marvel superhero themed restaurant that they had at Universal City Walk back in the late 90s. Um, and it was Marvel themed. And I, I have both. Excelsior. I have both menus here. And I'm going to scan them and I'm going to put them up on the website this week. And this, these two menus are pretty amazing to watch. You could get Rainbow Bridge Nachos, Gambit's Sugar Cane Shrimp. I told you who this is. My turn. Uh, what do you got? I got Doc Ox Walk. <laughs> and I got, uh, damn, I want to get another good one. That one was really awesome. Well, there's a there's a spice meter with Johnny Storm. Like if it's just if it's just regular Johnny Storm, it's got a spark of heat. If it's Johnny Storm starting to flame up, it's potent. And if it's Johnny Storm fully flamed up, that's supernova. So if you see a different Johnny Storm or Human Torch next to your food, you know how hot it is based on those standards. Um, I got, what you got? Uh, I got Ben Grimm's Yancey Street Meatloaf. And uh, Fin Fang Foom Fettuccine. Yeah, they get pretty. Uh, they get some some pretty vague characters in here, like <laughs> Calypso Linguini. <laughs> oh, would you like to have? Would you like to share a Galacticus with me? Sure, sure. After, You'll need after, to be after... devourer of worlds to tackle this titan. Twelve <laughs> scoops of ice cream topped with marshmallow, hot fudge, raspberry, and caramel sauce. Nuts, cherries, and whipped cream. A Titanic treat, perfect for any party or superhero family. I, we can finish that up right after Aunt May's chicken vegetable, roasted chicken carrots. Ah, it's boring. Uh, oh, you want to talk about boring? Yeah. Yeah, try Submariner sesame salmon. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Sounds boring to Dare, me. Daredevil's rolled billy club. Herb roasted chicken, bacon, Swiss cheese, lettuce, aroma, tomatoes, and cream cheese mayonnaise rolled together instead of whole grain flatbread. I mean, there's no doubt that this thing went under and went under quickly. Oh, Poor Wolverine. He just got Wolverine's grilled chicken sandwich. I mean, grilled cheese sandwich. Oh. Yeah, there's some that are boring, like Captain America burger. Of course, it's got American. Cheddar. Literally, it says a triple decker grilled cheese sandwich on white bread with American cheese. Like, and, he, Gross. And, he, and he's like one of your biggest characters, and he got served the with fries one. and applesauce. Meanwhile, you get like a vague, vague character like Tyrannus, and you get the Tyrannus' Caesar salad. <laughs> so I don't know how they picked and choose. The uh, diabolical desserts are hilarious. The sinister six-layer cake, Latvian strawberry shortcake, the fin fang foom fruit fajitas, Blastars ballistic See, butterfinger bread fang pudding. Foom fettuccine. Uh, really? You got the kids menu though. Bl- Blizzard's got an ice cream blast. And um, who's Alpha Flight? Alpha Flight's the Canadian version of the X Men. That dude's got a barbecue chicken pizza. <laughs> it's a it's a team. Oh. <laughs> They got a barbecue chicken pizza. It's an entire team. Fantastic four cheese pizza. I mean, I would totally eat here, and I'm getting really hungry about it. Um, I would like to touch briefly, since I have the adult beverage menu, on oh, yeah. some could, of the monstrous you could get, you martinis. You tanked at this place. The Asgard, which is absolute vodka, Cointreau, lime, and cranberry juice. Uh-huh. The Gamma Slamma. <laughs> Ooh, these are shooters. Actually, these are called web shooters. <laughs> Clobber in time, which is stoli orange, triple second orange juice. Uh-huh. Um, the- Adrenaline's shot. The dimension distorter. Um, I'm seeing a couple different red wines, um, white wines, domestic bottled beer, which is pretty standard. But soft drinks, uh, they don't just name them normal soft drinks, do they? I- they got supersonic shakes. Oh, no. Yeah, I see those. 
What is... Um... Oh, you talk about vague characters. Here's a vague X-Man, a dead X-Man. Sunfire's Spring Rolls. Oh, don't eat those. They're bad. <laughs> um, what do you got? What is that? He got a symbiote. A symbiote. <laughs> what the hell is a symbiote? Is that, a, is that under drinks? It's an ice slide. It's um, a tangy citrus mixture designed with, by a mad scientist. Add your own cranberry catalyst. That's retarded. Or you can always drink a journey into mystery. Our house specialty frozen margarita made with Cuervo Gold and Triple Sec. Mounded over a medley of frozen fruit. So, guys, this restaurant actually existed. I wish it was still open. I would totally <laughs> want to go there tonight for dinner. Um, it's all Marvel stuff. I'm going to scan that this week. I'm going to scan both menus, and uh, you guys will be better for it. So, check out the Geekscape website. I want, I'm hungry. <laughs> we'll go get some of these. Okay. <laughs> check out the Geekscape website at geekscape.net. Um, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Jonathan London. Look for us on Facebook and uh, Twitter, just search for Geekscape, be part of the group. And, of course, we got tons coming. we got Comic-Con coming up. We're putting up daily content, whether it be podcasts, articles, uh, opinions, reviews. Just keep checking the website at geekscape.net. What question, Laura? What do you have to say? Can I tell people to go see something? Yeah, what do you want to go see? I think people should go see Stoneface. So there's a play that Laura went to see last night uh, called... Stoneface. It's about Buster Keaton. And French Stewart plays Buster Keaton. And he's awesome. His wife wrote it. It's in a teeny little theater over off like, Melrose. In Beverly. So just... No, Melrose and, you know, East... It's the Melrose. Yeah, it's over by LA City College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally right behind it. So look up Stoneface and go. Tickets are 25 bucks. It was awesome. You went to see it because I'm a Keaton fan. And, and you started digging the Keaton. I dig the Keaton. And I was at Dig the General. And I was at dinner with Mark Zickery, who was my guest on earlier this week. Yeah, which I've gotten a ton of feedback for. Thank you guys who enjoyed that episode. Mark was so candid and so nice. I did not mean to make him cry. I did not know that was going to happen, <laughs> and I felt so bad. Some of you guys, uh, I know Zan said that it's the, the episode of the year so far. We're going to keep trying to top it, but I love that episode. If you guys want to go back, it was amazing talking to somebody who could literally bridge the gap between. The Star Trek, uh, between the sci-fi television of Star Trek and um, Twilight Zone and bring us to the modern day of Next Generation, Babylon 5, Sliders, on up to Lost and uh, the uh, the updated Battlestar Galactica. Like, he knows all those people. And he's good friends with Rock Neo Bannon from Farscape. So when you had dinner Amazing. with him, I had to find something else to do. And you went to see a Buster Keaton So I went and saw a Buster Keaton Oh my play. God, I love you. It was awesome. Let's go get you fed. That's Geekscape. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.